He knew they were struggling to make the adjustment to not seeing him anymore. As happy as she and Simon had been together, marriage had never been discussed. The nearest they got to it was when Simon started talking about his five-year plan and how he saw their lives rolling out in the future. As Lizzie was puzzling over her less-than-enthusiastic reaction to these projected hopes and dreams, Kurt Flynn pitched up as the new head of programmes at Starlight Radio, and in one fell swoop everything she had thought she'd loved about Simon paled into insignificance. Forty-two years old, Kurt was dynamic and fun. Dangerously fun. He always seemed to know what she was thinking, and all it took was one glance from him with those flashing, intuitive eyes of his, and she'd fall about laughing, often at the most inopportune moment. His sense of humour was scathingly cutting and delivered in a flat Mancunian accent she had originally thought was put on, a throwback parody of the Gallagher brothers. I'm from somewhere I bet you've never heard of, much less visited, he'd said when she had asked where he'd grown up. Try me, she said. Levenshjong, he'd told her. No, I thought not. Even I would have to admit that it's not exactly a belting tourist destination. She'd immediately made it her business to Google Levensholm. She was a researcher, after all. Most notable people from Levensholm, she'd said casually, when she'd found herself arriving for work at the same time as him the next morning. The architect Norman Foster, the actor Arthur Lowe, the comedian Beryl Reed and the original drummer from Oasis. Pressing the button for the lift to take them up to the studio on the fifth floor, he'd said, Never heard of them. Not even the Oasis drummer? Especially not him. His expression was deadpan. Alone in the lift, he'd turned full square to face her. I'm impressed that you went to the trouble of doing a background check on me. To do that for everyone you work with. Technically, she worked for him, and liking the fact he hadn't played the boss card, she'd smiled. I live by the maxim that forewarned is forearmed. He'd laughed, a sexly louche laugh that had bounced off the mirror-lined walls of the lift. She had enjoyed the sound, had enjoyed knowing that she had amused him. I can see that I'm going to have to watch myself around you, he'd said, putting a hand to the small of her back and nudging her forward when the doors opened. The touch of his hand had been like a bolt of electricity passing through her, a sensation she had never before experienced. Bad Lizzie, she'd reprimanded herself that evening when she was on her way home and guiltily replaying the moment. A month later, and despite knowing he was married, she had agreed to have a drink with him after work one evening. She had known exactly what she was doing. So had he. There's no point in pretending we don't feel the way we do for each other, he'd said bluntly. Knowing that he felt the same way about her as she did for him made her believe that it was meant to be, that this marriage had been a classic case of marrying the wrong person and for the wrong reasons. It happened all the time, didn't it? One in three marriages ended in divorce. Telling Simon that she didn't love him anymore, 
was one of the hardest things she'd ever had to do. He was devastated, just hadn't seen it coming. But then, neither had she. She did what she thought was the decent thing, and moved out of the flat they had been renting together for the last two years. She found herself a small flat in Hackney, and that was where Kurt would come and spend whatever time he could with her. Initially, the secrecy surrounding their affair had given Lizzie a frisson of excitement, but it wasn't long before it became a burden. More than anything, she wanted to share her happiness of being in love. In the end, the one person in whom she could confide, knowing she could trust him not to tell anyone else, was her twin brother, Luke. He was shocked and cautioned her to take care. It was advice that was typical of her brother. Not for nothing had she nicknamed him Mr. Careful when they were children. With hindsight...